time, part one, Minecraft. Go. I kind of like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do we know about Minecraft? Okay. Well, I know that um, the kids found it on the Chromebook before the teachers even knew it was there, right? And drove them crazy with it mm -hmm. for a little while. They're hiding from the teachers. Go Guardian doesn't pick it up, so it's kind of driving some teachers crazy. Mm -hmm. I had some ask me if we could turn it off, um, and then it gives you an in. So I thought, oh gosh, I'm gonna go in and show them what it can do. How can they use it in the classroom? And once they see the lessons that are already made that they can assign to kids and how engaged they are in them, uh, they're in, right? I think it is probably one of the tools that teachers have in their toolbox of, oh my gosh, I can actually meet kids where they are. Um, mm. You know, it's something that they're already doing outside of class. Like with almost nothing else, do you get that level of engagement from students that instant that you say, hey guys, today we're gonna do Minecraft. Ah! <laughs> what do they do again? Oh. <laughs> I think they like it so much too because they get to play with each other. Like they see each other in the worlds together and they can collaborate and work together to complete the lessons. Mm -hmm. Well, there's so many resources already out there. I think that's the fearful part is that you have to create or you have to know what you're doing. But if you can just find time to look through what's already created, you can usually adapt it with very little knowledge. And that way your students can still be in there. And then you're kind of learning as they're learning. There's actually a lot of professional developments where they will let you kind of log in and they will lead a classroom lesson. So you don't have to be actually telling the student what to do. You're just kind of monitoring your students while they're actually giving the instruction and letting students play and create, which we've done one April and mm -hmm. it went well. Um, we learned a lot about it and we haven't done it again, but right. we definitely want to. It was really cool because they, the kids were all in this world finding like volume of all these different buildings and then the extension part that they added was they created their own three-dimensional buildings and whatnot that they could find the volume of. So they had like the basic level, but you can also add some extensions in there too to meet the needs of all kids. Mm -hmm. Well, and there are all of these pre-built things that exist, but then for teachers that wanna take it to the next level, like the possibilities are, are endless. Like that's kind of the main draw to Minecraft, I guess, is that, you know, it's, it's basically a sandbox game where you can make whatever you want. And so you know, if the teacher wants to make it, you know, they're, they're everything, you know, they're, they're panacea or whatever, you know, they can easily do that. Yeah. I saw, I, I, there's been a couple of times, and I know that we all, all have seen examples, but um, one teacher was social studies teacher, did a lesson experience of the first settlers to the new world, right? Like Columbus. And he put them in that scenario in this brand new world that had nothing in it. And they had to create their town and they had to live. And he was in the God mode. So he brought the weather and he would kind of remove kids. And, you know, the classroom management piece was a challenge because there were some kids that he said would just leave and they would just go and see how far away they could get. And he'd have to hit that reset button on them. And then he might throw some other challenges out there within controlling what he could do, but it was really, it provided a hands-on experience of, on some level, what the new settlers of uh, the, the new world had, had gone through. 
which was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. The other way I've seen it done was where actually the students used it as a presentation tool. So the kids built their own world and took us on a tour of their presentation. One kid screencast it, one kid did it live, where he put it up on the screen and then just took us through and explained like every building that he built and every how that connected to what we were talking about and every experience. And he even created this chain reaction inside of Minecraft when he hit a block, then this huge building just exploded and uh, it, it was one of the most engaging student presentations we've ever, I had, had ever had in the classroom because he got so creative with it. That's incredible. I've seen it done all the way down to, I think third grade's probably the lowest that I've seen, but I know it could, it could work in lower grades too. But the best way to get started, I think, and the teachers felt the most comfortable with is those monthly build challenges. So when they log in, there's a couple of options. There's subject kits and then you know some monthly build options. And they were just using it as like a, a, a reward. So if you get all your work done, then you can go into Minecraft and do these monthly build challenges. And it was a, a safe way to let them go play in Minecraft without worrying about what they were doing in there because it's already done, right? It's, it's built for them. And then the kids showed them oh, well, did you know that I can create my own world? And then here we go. We're making presentations, and the kids are showing the teachers, and we're just off to the races. Well, and that creativity piece of being able to actually make something is awesome. Um, I've also seen you know, some of the pre-made things where it could be as simple as, you know, here's, here's the review questions that we were going to do on a worksheet, but instead you get to kind of run around inside of the world. And... Yeah, maybe the, the rigor isn't quite as high as it would be if they were, you know, creating their own world with uh, buildings that, you know, have a push button to explode. But mm -hmm. those kids are going to be way more engaged as they're they're doing what they would have been doing otherwise. So even at its very worst, it's, it's you know, still going to be a, a cool tool that, you know, you'll get some buy-in from the kids for at least that, that one day. That's true. Well, and here in Birdville, it's already built into our Chromebooks, too. So it's not like you're going to have to create it and then hope it all pans out. Um, it should just be able to be created or set up by the teacher and then the student should be able to log into it. And that's why we're really pushing this at this time of the year is because we know that testing is over and you're looking for some new creative ways to keep your students engaged. And so if you really just took some time, played around with this a little bit, knowing that your reward is very high and your risk is also kind of high, but you know that the year is coming to an end, it might just be an awesome time to look into it and then you could spend some time over the summer when we get back from the year really trying to make it more focused for your individual lessons and what you want to do in your classroom. And I know it is kind of scary letting that control go of your classroom and kind of letting kids just explore this world at their own, but when you're hosting a world, you all correct me if I'm wrong, but can't you monitor the students within that world? Yeah. yeah. So the teacher still has a little bit of say in what's happening when they're they're in that world. So it's not just a full free for all that they have they have a little bit of that classroom management piece that mm -hmm. they can they can use. I think about like one way that we've kind of challenged when we've been touring schools, especially in secondary, but I think also in elementary, is thinking about where there might be a science experiment that like they don't have the funds to buy those resources, mm -hmm. they don't have the ability to recreate that, and you have an entire world at your fingertips to be able to do this experiment, right? Down to lava and water and, and 
dynamite mm -hmm. and, and those types of impacts. And, you know, April, you mentioned volume. So there's math elements that can be brought in. I think it's, it's got a lot of potential about just what could happen. It's just have to, are you brave enough to enter into Minecraft? Mm -hmm. And if you are brave enough, contact your DLS. They'd be happy to, to help you get Minecraft started in your classroom. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we think Minecraft's a great addition to Birdville ISD, and we'd love to see and hear what you're doing in your classroom. That would help us learn, and we'd also like to help you learn with any questions that you have. So if there is anything that you're interested in or want more answers about, feel free to reach out to your digital learning specialist, and we'll be more than happy to accommodate you. Have a great summer. We really appreciate all you've done.